and he walked it perfect and he went to a godless cross. Yes, I said godless cross. He went to a cross to pay for my sins and for your sins. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, the, the death of the cross is probably one of the worst, you know, executions that anybody could go through. I'd rather get my head cut off. At least it's done. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I'd rather have a bullet. Amen? But, but going to the cross is a slow, agonizing death of humiliation. Think about that. The king of glory submitted himself to ungodly sinners, ungodly men, and allowed his body to be wrecked and allowed his body to be crucified for us. When we get a revelation of what Jesus has done for us at the cross, it will cause us to be humble. It will cause us to be grateful. It will cause us to be thankful. We won't be, we won't be coming in late at worship on Sunday morning. We'll be coming in early. Because, you know, the reality of what Jesus did, i got to get here early just to worship him. i got to get here early just to receive his goodness and his mercy. Walk in His goodness and His mercy. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? we got to get a revelation of that. Amen. Amen. Now, I know some of us were greater sinners than others. You know, some of us sin more. I like what the Apostle Paul said in one of his writings where he wrote to Timothy. He said, I was one of the greatest sinners. Paul said that. I was one of the I, I sinned in unbelief and in ignorance. Because he persecuted the, the, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, but, you know, Paul said, but, but it, was, it was God's, you know, grace that revealed in me that he could change. See, God can change even the worst of the worst. God, it doesn't matter where you're at right now. God can change you. You can be a religious man like Nicodemus in chapter uh, 3 of the Gospel of John. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, the Bible says. Why? He didn't want his friends to see him. You know, he, Nicodemus was a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So it's apparently some of the Jewish uh, people, some of the Jewish leaders recognized that Jesus was doing some awesome and amazing things. They were getting a revelation that Jesus had something. And this is interesting. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Jesus understood that this man was coming to him, really trying to, re trying to receive. Jesus perceived it already. He wanted to know, really, what did it take to get eternal life? And he, and he was a Jewish, you know, um, man. He was a leader uh, in the community. And, and Nicodemus said to him, a Pharisee. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter into the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Amen. Now, you know, I'm going to say this, and this is a side note. I'm not going to charge you for this. I, I, it wasn't in my notes. 
but you know, you can get saved uh, by calling on the name of Jesus. Amen. Right? Just call, the Bible says, call on the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. Amen. Just call upon him. Yeah. Receive him. But you know, it, when people read this, they say, oh, it's, it, oh, I see water here. That means we must get water baptized to be saved. Because some, in some places, some churches will tell you, if you're not water baptized, you're not saved. Amen. That's right. But that's not true. Amen. Now, we should get water baptized, but this water is, is a symbolization of the word. Because the Bible talks about the washing of the water of the word of God. So God's word is likened to water that cleanses us as we read it. Or you hear what I'm saying? It cleanses our mind of all defilement of, the, of worldliness. It cleanses us. Amen. And so, you know, we're adding to... You know, saving grace, if we're saying we have to be baptized in water to be saved. If that was true, then the man that was up there with Jesus when there were two thieves hanging on the cross. And, and two thieves, and, and one of the thieves looked at Jesus and said, get us out of here. You know, you walked in power. Get us. He was focused on himself. He, was, he didn't want to suffer. He was like, get us out of here. But the other thief said, hey, don't talk like that. This man, he, he perceived the grace revealed something to the other sinner, to the other thief. Grace of God revealed that Jesus, even while he was bleeding and battered, that he was the Son of God. There was something, it was the grace of God that revealed it to that sinner, to that thief on the cross. And that thief started taking up for Jesus and told that other thief to pipe down. Then, you know what the grace of God does? Again, the grace of God always reveals where we're at in God. Where we're at in, in, in righteousness. And that thief, when he was there on the cross, he said, we deserve to be here. You see, self-righteous people think they're good enough to make it in heaven. They don't need Jesus. That they're not that bad. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? That they are basically good people. But you know, you're either in two camps. And Jesus said it this way. You're, you're either in the camp of God or in the camp of the devil. Oh man, pastor, you're preaching now. You're either in the kingdom of light or in the kingdom of darkness. Either Jesus is your ruler or the devil's your ruler. Thank you for those amens. And, and Jesus even said it to the Pharisees, the elites, the people that know God, the people that were supposed to be standing up for what's right. He said to some of the Pharisees that were hypocritical, they were hypocritical people that really wasn't walking with God. They were in the ministry for, for gain, for prestige. I could say the ministry. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? They were in the ministry for gain. They were for how it looked. They were trying to show off. But inwardly, Jesus said, you're full of dead man's bones. And he said to the Pharisees, you, you, you are of your father, the devil. But they were religious. There's a lot of religious people going to go to hell. Are you, the, 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 the people that believe in killing the infidels, you know, to make it in heaven. They're not going to make it in heaven. 
They're going to have a rude awakening when they wake up in hell. Because faith worketh by love. Amen. The Bible says if you, to know God is to walk in love. In the agape love of God. And so it's not just following rules, it's having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. It's building on your relationship every day to become a strong Christian. You're here today, hopefully, to build yourself up on your most holy faith, to get more of God, where grace and peace can be multiplied to you at the knowledge of God, at the knowledge of Jesus. So we see here in John, we see this man, Nicodemus, and he and, and Jesus was saying, you need to be born again, which means we need a heart transplant. Listen, there's many people that have a, they have a knowledge that Jesus died on the cross, but they don't really believe he's Lord and Savior. They have a knowledge of Jesus. They have a, it, it's, a it's a mental assent, assenting to the fact, even the devils believe in God and tremble in fear. Amen. But it takes more. we got to cross over. And the second key to uh, my message is that the first key, it's a gift. It's God meeting us. But the second key is we got to receive the gift. we got to receive the gift. You can hear it preach, but you got to receive it. We receive it by faith. Faith is the hand that receives the blessings of God in our lives. we got to receive it. And I'm gonna, can, I, can I give you a little tidbit this morning? Your faith is not even of yourself. Oh, pastor. It is a gift of God. So not only does God give us grace, the empowerment to be saved, but he gives us faith to get saved. That's pretty good. How do we get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We need to hear it, not shun it. Yes. Amen. Glory, yeah, this might be a faith test for you now. It might be a little. It may not be true because I don't want to get into legalism. But you're changing the channel and you see a preacher and you flip faster through it. You might want to check if you're saved. You don't want to hear them. You know what I'm saying? Somebody talks about Jesus and you want to, talk, you want to change the su subject. You might want to check if you're saved. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You may, if, if, if Christianity, if, it was going to be, if they were going to outlaw it, and it might happen, would you have enough evidence on you to convict you that you are a Christian? Would you, would you have an app on your phone that's a Bible app? Would, would you have anything in your house? Would, 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 your, would your talking signify that you're saved? Do you have evidence of your salvation? See, I call that lawlessness grace. See, some people think grace is, hey, God's grace is so abounding. He, man, he, 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 and I understand this, that, you know, we're forgiven past, present, and future. No, faith is always in the now. It doesn't operate in the future. It doesn't operate in the past. It operates now. Whatever state you're in, that's what you're in. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm in a state of moving forward in God. I'm in a state of seeking God. See, I like what one theologian says. You're either moving towards God or you're moving away from God. There's nothing in the middle. You're either getting closer to God or moving away from God. Listen, what is saving grace? It means that you're saved from the wrath of God because God hates sin. Sin, why does he hate sin so much? Because sin destroys. Do we get excited about somebody raping some, you know, some little kid or whatever? We want justice, don't we? That's already set on the inside. Man, they need to pay for that. How much more does God have just? God's good, but God is just. God hates sin. Why? Sin actually put Jesus on the cross. Our sins put Jesus on the cross. Little sins and big sins put Jesus on the cross. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? Sin is a big deal to God. And he must ju judge. If God's going to be good, he has to be just. He has to, he has to you know, judge sin. Amen. And thank God he judged sin on his son, Jesus. Thank God that the punishment of all mankind was placed on Jesus at the cross. Thank God that Jesus paid my debt. I owed a debt I could not pay. And he paid a debt that he did not owe. And that's called grace. Grace, when we get a revelation of God's grace, it should humble us. We should be so humbled of the grace and the mercy and the love of God. We should be humble. Amen. We, we should be humble. We need to be humble. It takes humility. That's the key. You know, once God shows us where we're at and he's drawing us by his spirit, then we need to have some humility to move forward. God exalts the humble, but he abases the prideful. So it takes a, humil a, a, a heart of humility to turn from what we've been doing and to go God's way. Some say, well, I don't need, well, I don't want to serve Christ, but I still want heaven. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I still want to, I want to eat, have my cake and eat it too, Pastor. I want to go out there and do all that I want to do, you know, fill my cup full of it. Amen. And still make, it doesn't work that way. Listen, if you don't choose Christ when he's choosing you, then your eternity is in hell. There is a hell to shun. That's what, what saving grace is. You're saved from something. Well, I thought I was saved from going to church and gospel music, Pastor. No, you, you're, you're saved from hell. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? In other words, God's just. He's so just, but he's merciful. He is just and he's merciful. That's why all the price. You see, I'm telling you, the, the third key is that salvation, saving grace is for everybody. Amen. It's not just for a few select people. Right. It's for everybody. For God so loved the world Amen. that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish. Perish? 
Shall not perish? What do you mean perish, Pastor? I mean perish. Listen, some people think, and they have this erroneous idea that once you're dead, you, you go into some kind of sleep mode and you don't feel anything. That you just don't, that you're dead and that's it. That there's not, that, uh, it's called annihilation. That you're, you, that you're dead. Or some people think there would be a point where you won't exist anymore. No, God created you in his image. You're created in his likeness. And you are a spirit that will live forever. And, de and depending on what you do down here, depending on if you receive Christ or reject him, will depend on where you're going to spend eternity. There is a, you know, my wife, and you, some of you have heard this before, but she was doing really well. You know, a lot of people need a crisis to get Christ in their life. Amen. When everything starts falling apart, then you start looking for God. Amen. But some people's lives are doing real well. Have you ever tried to witness to somebody like that? They're making money. They're healthy. You know, they have a wife and three girlfriends and doing good, right? They, I mean, they're happy. They're happy with what they're doing. They don't need Christ. I mean, they're doing good, right? Right? But they think they, they're doing good. Of course, again, grace is revealing to us, you know, that we need God. And, and with, with Yen, she was pretty happy in her sin. She, you know, she was doing well. But then she heard, wait, wait a second, she heard some truth. Wait, if you don't receive Christ, you'll go to hell? That doesn't seem fair, she says. You mean if I don't get Jesus in my life, I could actually go to hell? Listen, listen, hell is, it, it, it's separation from God. It, it, it's, it's God out of the picture. God is not in, God is not in hell. God is in heaven. God is running heaven. The devil's running hell. Hell is a place of torment. The Bible talks about that. I don't want to go to that place. And she made a decision. I don't want to go to that place. You mean I have to receive Christ? And she said, God, God's not fair. No, no, he's merciful. Because if he was fair, we all should go. I'm glad God's not fair. I'm glad he's merciful. How many people are glad that God's merciful and not just fair? Because he was fair, then I need to pay for my own sins. But thank God that he's not, he is just and he is merciful. And that's why he sent his son, Jesus. And so, and so we have to understand that in Jesus' name. We have to understand that God is good. So, so the key is that, that, that number one uh, key is that, that Christ died for us. Amen. That he died for our sins, glory to God. And we need to receive those, receive his free gift, and we can't do it ourselves, amen? So it's a gift of God. We can't work for it. We don't want to go back into works. Amen, amen. The fourth key, it's Christ. We, we got to focus on Christ. It's Christ alone, grace alone uh, to be saved. Amen. Christ alone, grace alone, amen, to be saved. And we have to focus on him, amen? Listen, that, that is the key to walking this faith walk. So, so Christ, uh, let's, let's go the, let me go back to the third key before I forget it, amen? Uh, it's in Titus, and it says, The grace of God has appeared to all men. Titus chapter 2, 1 Titus chapter 2. And it says that grace of God has appeared to all men so that they can 
Turn from ungodliness and walk with God. See, the grace of God will empower us to walk away from sin. I'm going to say that again. The grace of God will empower you. doesn't empower you to walk in sin. It empowers you to walk away from sin. Amen. Amen. In other words, the grace of God on my wife, the day she received Christ, she got a revelation if she kept going. You know, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but still ends in death. She got a revelation that day that if she didn't receive Christ, she wouldn't be going to heaven. God drew me in a different way. You know, I, I, didn't, I was too naive on, on uh, eternal punishment. I didn't think about that. We don't ever want to think about that. But when Christ drew me, he revealed to me that I was missing something. He started showing me just like today. Some of you might be in church. You haven't been in church in a long time. But God has drawn you by, your, by his spirit. And he just revealed to you, you need to get in church today. You need to hear a word from, from me today. You need to get to church. I have something for you. And God revealed. He woke some of you up. And now you're in church this morning. Hearing a message. Hopefully, either getting you so hungry for heaven or scaring the hell out of you. Either way, get to Christ. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm saying to you today? Either way, when I got to Christ, God started, the Holy Spirit started working with me. And the Holy Spirit started revealing to me that I was going, no, I was 20 years old. And I was driving in my car and I would, all of a sudden, I was one of these happy people. I was always in the clubs. Man, back, there, back in that time, I know I don't look that old. I know I look like I'm in my 30s, but uh, back in that time, you could drink at 18. Amen. Now it's 21, but back then it was 18. And, uh, and I, was, I was wild. I was in the bars at 16. I had a fake ID. My brother was two years older than me. I stole his ID. <laughs> you, know, you hear what I'm saying today? Man, pastor, I didn't know you were like that. No, I was a... Uh, I was a bad man behind blue eyes. Amen? Nobody knows what it's like to be the man. But I was a bad man. I, I, I wasn't that good. But God started revealing to me that I was missing something. What he revealed to me is that I had no purpose. There's no purpose outside of Jesus being in your life. No, we got, the only purpose you have is God calling you into a relationship with him and you walking out of that relationship with him every day of your life. And God will give you purpose. And God revealed to me I needed him. I'd be driving the car and all of a sudden I would get sad. I would start crying. And I thought I was losing my mind. Some of you might have a similar testimony. And the Holy Spirit was dealing with me for weeks and then one Sunday night while I was waiting tables, I, I received a word from, from God. I believe it was a word from God. Go to church tonight. And so it wasn't anybody inviting me. It was God inviting me. It was just a thought that came. Go to, and I knew what church to go to. I, I, it was instinctive. And so I just drove down. You know, I got off work early. Drove down to the church with a big blue neon cross on top of it. Didn't know that they were even open, but they were open. And I walked in, and they had this evangelist preaching. And, you know, I just sat down, and I had no idea why I was there. I wasn't going there to get saved. I just, I just heard the call, go to church. Like some of you this morning, you had the, the sense, you had, you, you had a drawing, you know, you felt the, the leading of God to draw you into this place today. And he did it. He drew you in. You know, we're not... We, we can't do it on our own self. We need God. Amen. We got to get a revelation of that. Yes. 
And then when I was sitting there in that seat, and I was sitting there not knowing how it was at the end of the service, I couldn't even remember what that preacher preached. But I remember the prayer. He said, if you need Jesus, and we're going to ask you today the, the same question today. And, I, and, and he said, if you need Jesus, raise your hand. Because God wants you in his heaven. He wants to have a relationship with you. And guess what happened? My hand went up and I didn't even realize it. It was like... It was like a rope tied to my hand. And I don't even really... I, I can't even say I really even comprehend what the guy was asking. It's just like... And then, and then they said, well, if you really want Christ, come on down. To the front altar. And I was like, should I go down? And there was an usher there looking at me with my hand raised. And he said, come on. And I was like, well, I'm, I, you know, I may be a sinner, but I'm a man of my word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a man of my word. So I, I said, all right. And I'm walking by myself. I'm walking down there and I'm nervous. People are leaning down, you know. And I always say it looks like they're about ready to get executed because they're, they're getting down, you know, on their knees on this little pillow. And they got people standing in front of them. I don't know if they got a knife or a hatchet, you know. I'm, I'm think and when I'm walking down there, I am nervous as a cat. And I knew something was going down. I didn't know what it was. I said, something's going to happen big in my life today. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be big. It's something serious. My, life, my whole body's trembling. I'm nervous. I'm really thinking that God's going to kill me. You ever come to church and think, I hope God doesn't kill me this morning. I hope the preachers don't kill me with a sermon this morning. You, you'll survive it. And I went down there and I said this sinner's prayer. And, you know, and, and, you know I didn't feel any different. And they said, do you want to get water baptized? And I said, sure, I guess I'll do that. I don't know. I guess that's what you do. And they had a baptismary already. They had a changing room. I stripped down and put some kind of uh, gown on. Nothing under. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Man, I was really, man. <laughs> Nothing under. I mean, you don't want to get wet with your street clothes, right? And I was standing in a line of people. And when I went into that water, you know, and I came out, Came out of that water, you know, man, the love of God flooded over me. I felt like I was clean. I was washed. I was a new person. I, it was like, I, this is what I've been looking for all my life. And it was like, man, I, I found the fountain of youth. I, I found life. And I knew it. I knew God saved me. I had a revelation of God's love. It was like a whirlwind that flooded over me. And you know what? It continues to flood over me. If you want to keep the feeling of salvation, of that love. Start talking to other people about how you got saved. Start witnessing the grace of God to other people in your life. And I'm telling you, you'll, have the, you'll walk in that constant love. Because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Amen? Praise God. So I got saved a different way, not to escape hell, but to get some purpose because I was unsatisfied with my life. And today you might be unsatisfied with where you're at. Maybe you're a Christian, but you have walked off the, the path of righteousness and you're, you're veered into the path of destruction. God can bring you back into the path of righteousness. He did that with the wayward son that walked away. He woke him up in the pig pen. He opened his eyes that he could be better off 
gone back to his father's house and we're always better off getting back into the house of the Lord. Getting back in a relationship with God through Jesus. Join us every Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located on 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.